Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I have found out there is no surer way to find out whether you like people or hate them than to travel with them. Mark Twain. And she throws her tent up in the desert and I'm like, you're crazy. Like, I'm tired. I have no tank. I throw my Z light down because I don't use a, an air mattress, an air pad. I don't, I don't like it because uh, uh, my Z light never fails. Period. So like, I, I throw it down. I put my bag down. I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh crap! I put my Z light on the amp pile. So I, I, I move it. Um, she's getting nice and toasty in her in her tent. Uh, um, I lay my head down on this like, my I don't use a pillow, so I'm just using like this rock. And, and I, I start falling asleep after I'm watching the stars and something wakes, I remember I'm laying on my left side and I, something wakes me up crawling across my face and I swipe it off my face and I turn the headlamp on and it's just a scorpion, just chilling. I'm Doc and this is the John Freaking Muir Pod. Welcome to the John Freakin' Muir Pod. Lace up those boots and sling on the pack for a romp through trails, short and long. With your host and renaissance man, Doc, it's time to embrace the suck. Welcome back to another week on the trail, Dirtbags and Hacker Trash. I'm Doc, and this is the John Freakin' Muir Pod. Let's start off with a reminder. If you are enjoying the podcast, take just a minute, help us out, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're not enjoying the pod, well, just go ahead and keep that to yourself. 
This week, we are heading back out onto the trail. This time, though, we are focusing on the PCT with one of our listeners who took the plunge and attempted to do the entire 2,650 miles from Mexico to Canada. Welcome to the John Freakamere Pod, Joey Mascarenas. How's it going, Joey? Good. Good, Doc. Thanks for having us. Yeah, and you say us because I I noticed you've got got a sidekick there. Did you pick somebody up on the trail? Uh, I think she picked me up on the trail, essentially. But yeah, we met on trail. This is Crunch. Yeah, Crunch. Nice to meet everyone. There's a little bit of uh, pink blazing uh, to make that happen, but yeah. Okay. (laughs) I didn't say that, but she did. (laughs) (laughs) Now we go That's we fun. go by trail names here on the podcast, so I, I'm I'm happy to hear you have one. Crunch is that spelled with a K or with a C? With a C. With a C. C R U H. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's all all, all your formal all your formal documents you sign with a C. Oh yeah. 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 Starts with a C. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got it. And Crunch, how did you pick up your trail name? Where does that come from? You know, originally it happened because they stayed at the Mount Laguna Lodge. I hope they don't get mad for me dogging on them. But I was telling some other hikers like later down the trail (laughs) that I stayed there and the room wasn't particularly clean. And when I put my phone on the nightstand, it crunched. Everyone just thought it was hilarious. But it's kind of evolved because I have a thermorest. So that's loud and kind of crunchy. And I always carry a bag of chips. And then I also am like this zip lady so every time like i'm just like very crunchy person <laughs> a lot of her, her tent at night basically sounds like a giant potato bag like potato chip bag just like someone's just, you know it's crazy yeah so she she, she lives up to her name name checks out yeah. you guys ever watch charlie brown growing up a little bit oh, oh yeah yeah especially the christmas specials yeah for yeah, sure do you remember you remember pig pen oh yeah Oh yeah, my Big favorite. Pen, and there's like this this cloud of dust, uh, <laughs> cloud oh, yeah. of dirt yeah. following him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. so crunch from your description, what I'm imagining is is that it's not a it's not a cloud of of dirt or dust following you. It's a it's a it's a cloud of of just noise, uh, encircling yeah, you. Yeah, a little hike. bit, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> and, and dust for that matter. I mean, I hiked behind her, and it's like I just sucked all her dust from her shoes. It was crazy. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, especially walking into Red's Meadow. I really noticed it actually. That's a really dusty trail. So, or outside of Red's, I think it was really dusty. Anyways, yeah. So, yeah. And Joey, I understand you picked up a trail name as well. Yeah, yeah, I did. I picked it up pretty early on. I picked it up. Uh, mile 50. Was it mile 50? So, Sunrise, trail. sunrise Trailhead. I was, um, okay. So, I started night hiking at around. 2 30 in the morning three o'clock in the morning because like i would use like if i had to go to the bathroom i would just use it as my alarm clock basically i'm like okay i'm awake time to go so i would i was cowboy camping mostly in the desert and so i would wake up have to go pee wake up throw the headlamp on and start hiking and um because i started off doing some mile some decent mileage in the beginning i was doing like 17 to 20s from the get-go and i was night hiking and i knew that my friend walkabout from germany was ahead of me or behind he was somewhere in there and around five or six miles into it i see this red headlamp uh behind me and i was like okay cool like another hiker well it happened to be um walkabout that's where we started when we were at the sunrise trailhead we went to the cistern there to get some water and um then we hiked back about a half mile back to camp and we were all camping in this drainage and so if you can imagine the drainage is a small drainage, it's nice and flat. There's a lot of other hikers there and the trail kind of comes down and then loops around real tight and goes back up. And so, um, after, you know, 
you know, token a little cannabis, a little cigarettes from the other side and just kind of conversating with some hikers. Uh, everyone lays down to go to sleep before hiker midnight. And I'm cowboy camping like I, like I normally was doing. And it's nighttime. So I'm just, you know, stargazing at the stars and, you know, satellites. And I, I thought I saw a bright light to my left, like shining on the bushes. And so I thought some other hikers are coming down the trail because the trail is very close to where we're camping, very close. Goes right through the camp, basically, and and I saw so I thought some hikers coming down with their headlamps. So I look over to my right, and no kidding, there's like this diamond in the sky beaming a light on the bushes. And if I were to guess how far that thing was, it was probably like it was hard to tell. It was it was pretty high up in the sky. I would I would guess maybe like fifteen to twenty miles, and maybe I don't know fifteen thousand feet in the air. I, if I were to guess, I don't know. It was it was a good distance and a good height, up, you know. So I'm like tripping. I'm like am I really seeing this? And, you know, like I said, I was token weed, but I wasn't like out of my mind or something. Um, and so I wake up, um, this girl, this other hiker next to me, um, she goes by puffy P. I'm like, at the time I called her, her, her role name. I'm like, Ingrid, Ingrid, gotta wake up, gotta wake up. You gotta look at this. And, uh, she's like, are you really going to make me get out of my tent? And I believe it was a Z pack <laughs> she had. And I'm like, I'm all, I'm all yes. <laughs> so she, unzips the tent and she's looking at this thing and this other hiker across the way this guy pilgrim's like is that a ufo do i need to get out of my tent i'm like no stay in your tent because i didn't really care for the dude too much so like <laughs> so we're looking at this thing for about i don't know like not very long i would say maybe like 10 or 15 minutes and then it just kind of like cruised off well anyways i tell him that story and he's like well that's it you're area 51 i'm like sold so on my Instagram, I, I love the I love the name. So on my Instagram, I put Area Fifty Two, and it was a typo. It was a typo, <laughs> and somehow got up and down the trail because then these hikers I I didn't even know were like, oh yeah, you're Area Fifty One, but I hear you're Area Fifty Two now. I'm like, yeah, I guess I am. So I mean, that's just how it that's just how it happened. And just Area Fifty Two ever since. So nice. it was pretty cool. And no one else on trail has it, so I was pretty happy about it. Now, Area 52 has a lot of syllables. Does, does that get shortened somehow? Uh, yeah. Well, some people call them area. I call them area. Some people call them 52. And I don't know. Is there anything else? Uh, that's Yeah, that's, that's, that's about it normally. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 it's a lot of fun, though, when I use it like at a restaurant or something, you know, like a pizza place. Like the other day we were at this place, uh, this pizza place here, and it was in Albuquerque, actually. And uh, it's your first name. I'm like, area. They're all last name. I'm 52. And like, you can hear them all laughing. They repeated it. You hear the people in the background like laughing. So that was, it, was, it, was, it was a lot of fun. So that's great. So we are we are six or seven minutes into the episode, and already we've had a close encounter. Yeah, that's pretty wild. It was pretty wild. It was pretty wild. It was a lot of fun to see. And ever, ever since I'm like staring up at the sky, like nonstop. So, so, yeah. so, so area 52, what, I mean, what do you think it was? Pardon me? What do you what think, do you think it, was? it was? You know, it was like a diamond, like a bright, shiny diamond. So I'm not sure. I, it could have, was it like, I don't know. It was shining like a light on the bushes from very far away. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I mean, technically, I guess it's UFO. Was it like alien? Was it like a like a time machine? Was it like time? Like maybe like a maybe uh, I don't know. What, what, what would you think? Like time travelers from this age and like what can, who knows? It, 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 it could be anything. I, I have a very weird way of viewing the world. So like other dimensions, like 
I, I believe in that kind of stuff and like weird things. So, I mean, I know the name checks out like in many ways. So, <laughs> and so it was an airplane maybe cause it was pretty, it was only 50 miles in and LA is pretty close to there and San Diego is too. So was it like the flight path maybe impossibly, you know? So yeah. I love it. I love it. I hope, I hope more of this kind of bubbles to the surface throughout the interview here. <laughs> it probably, yeah, it probably, probably will. Yeah. It probably will. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mentioned in the intro that you are a fan of the podcast. You're a listener to the to the podcast. How how many yeah. episodes do you think you've listened to? A lot, a lot. I listen to all your uh, um, stories of the the JMT with your son and uh, the jukebox and like your 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 other crew. Those are a lot of fun. I think I've listened to those probably like three times, like over and over again, because those are a lot of fun. I like the banter. Um, my, my other favorite episode is the Tesla episode. I thought that guy was a solid interview. One of my favorites for sure. That guy, like his view on hiking and how it affects him and the world is like the best. It actually gives me goosebumps to think about because I was like, I could relate to that. Um, I also, I think that interview too with that large family that did the, the AT, that was a lot of fun. I didn't think I was going to like that one that much. I really enjoyed that one. Those, they were a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah. Um, it was very interesting, and we met a lot of families on trail. A lot of families with young kids on trail. There's a lot of them. There was like what the Daily family. They were through hikers in 2012. Yeah. I mean, there's just like so many families out there. We met an, early on. There was a family with like two boys, like little little tiny dudes. I mean, a lot of so that was a lot of fun. I thought about that interview a lot as I met these folks. Um, what other interviews? There's so many of them. Um, your interview, I was going to listen to the other day, and I got wrapped up. I still got to listen to that, but I'm pretty psyched about listening to that interview. So. <laughs> Well, I hope I hope it lives up to the hype. I I think it will. We were always whenever we talk a podcast on trail, I'd always you know throw your pot out there because I think it's a good listen. So, yeah. oh, thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Crunch, have you has he has he converted you to to be a a, a JFM pod listener now? Yeah, I haven't listened to as many. But, little little but, skittle in the but, desert. But we, we, to. we have listened to mm -hmm. some together. Yeah. yeah, we listened to little skittles episode on when we were on trail actually, and I've seen her YouTube videos. So it was fun to hear yeah. another perspective. Yeah. 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 We listen yeah. to some. Especially especially lady hikers. There's a whole different list of like concerns and like things for I think different gendered people like you know, different genders experience different things out there for sure. Yeah, I, I, I didn't so yeah, it's it's a, yeah, your pods are it's a lot of fun yeah. to listen to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. thank you. And you go way back. I mean, you 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 talk about the 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 episodes on the JMT with my hiking buddies and oh, my yeah. son. I mean, that's that's some of the early days, and you've kind of seen the the evolution of the podcast from that the beginning to to now. Yeah, I had to, I had to re-download those because you you you, re, you you uploaded them back as classics. So I had to go and re-download because the, the originals weren't like uh, available any longer. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very very well done. Though. I like how you produce it, and it's good flow, and a lot of great guests. So, oh, thank yeah. you, thank you. Hey, so you since you are a a longtime listener, you are very familiar with the kind of the structure of the podcast. You know that there is a segment towards the end called the Pro Tip Inside of the Week, right. and that's where yep. I'll, I'll turn to the two of you, and I'll ask you to share some trail wisdom with our listeners, make their next outdoor experience even better. And I love it when I have a couple on the on the podcast because we get two for one. So each one of you will be expected to share a pro tip. Cool. Awesome. Okay. We're ready, we're, we're ready for that. Yeah. We're we, were, we were, we've been talking about that for a while now. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. You're prepped. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The must bring gear review. Hey guys, uh -oh. another feature we've been doing this season is the must bring gear review sponsored by the ultralight backpacking gear company, six moon designs. And here's how it works. As you know, if you were to let a stranger pack your bag with pretty much generic gear for a multi-day hike, 
what is the one specific piece of gear you insist on being packed? And if you've got a particular brand for that specific piece of gear, even better. So Area 52 and Crunch, what is your must bring piece of gear? Oh, oh no, please start. Go ahead. Um, I think my must bring gear, which I think might be a little overdone with women, but I have to bring it up again is the pea cloth. I started without one and I got to Julian and I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so I got one <laughs> and I just use a Kula cloth, but I think any brand that works for anyone is probably a good carry, especially for a woman. Um, yeah, I tried it for 70 miles without. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> Now, now for us us guys out there who maybe don't understand the importance of the pea cloth, I mean, what can can you are you able to explain comfortably and succinctly, you know, the difference between no pea cloth and a pea cloth? I mean, why why is that so important? And I'm 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 legitimately yeah. asking the question. Yeah, the shake method just doesn't work as well for women. And I just like I'm fine being stinky, but I don't want to smell like urine is really what it comes down to. So having something that you can wipe and then you can wash it every you should probably wash it more than I do. We wash it like every couple of days, <laughs> but you know, yeah. just like rinse it out in like a baggie with like a little bit. I have I, I always carry Dr. Browner's so and just kind of rinse it out and reuse it. And then you don't smell as bad. It's just a little bit more. Hygienic. And for, and for the longest women. time, I had no idea what those were hanging out the back of like, you know, long distance hyper packs, especially like uh, people who identify as uh, women. Uh, and now I know. Um, it is not just a cool little, you know, cloth taco uh, or a face rag. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Crunch, you did a great job of uh, explaining that in terms that now everybody understands. So thank you. Thank you very much. I, yeah. I, I have a philosophy that if I ask the question, if I don't know, there's probably some people listening who, who also yeah. don't know. So thank yeah. you for clearing that up. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. Um, I think I think for mine, I, I thought about this a lot and I went through and there's another, I'm going to save the other item for later. Um, but this item for me was game changer. It was definitely the Sawyer and not the mini. It was the, the regular Sawyer, yeah, the, regular the Sawyer squeeze. Because mm -hmm. I used, prior to that, I used the B-Free system. Uh, for smaller trips, like when I did some backpacking through the Grand Canyon, I was kind of dirtbagging around the western half. Worked just fine for that. But for like a long distance every single freaking day, a filtering musty water in the desert, like that was game changer. Because when, when, we, when, we when we hooked up on trail, hiking together, I was using the Be Free. And that thing was like, I had holes in the, in the, in the container, like the, the push bag, the filter clogged up. And she's over here just squeezing in her bottle. And I'm just like, oh, that'd be nice. But I defended that thing. Yeah, for how many miles? miles? For I miles. Know. I don't know. Because a few hundred. Because I didn't want to admit the fact that Sawyer was better than some piece of crap that I bought. And and, and I, I think where did I make the switch? It was it, it was, was it was Kennedy Meadows. Was it Kennedy Meadows? It was Kennedy Meadows. I made the I made the actual hard switch. 700 miles in but prior to that i was basically just using her filter well and yeah like the, the, the first like 200 yeah. miles before kennedy meadows he was like can i just use your filter yeah. <laughs> and so that was game changer game changer i will always use that filter and for me like because for me water was my number one concern out there yeah. always yeah. until i ate the sierras so for sure it was it's the sort of squeeze 100 Okay. You know, yeah. Area 52, uh, pride can get in the way sometimes and make us yeah. do things that we know we shouldn't be doing, but we don't <laughs> want to admit defeat. Yes. I was defeated. And but, but honestly, like, you know, it, but it was, it was, yeah, yeah. But 
I, I was thankful that I made the switch. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I imagine that uh, through your listenership, you've probably heard different versions of the hiking pole. It's the hiking pole. <laughs> do you have a do you have a preferred set of questions? Do you like the traditional kind of hiking questions or do you like kind of the offbeat uh, humorous topics out there? Um, I kind of like the I like both, but I prefer the first. OK, the, the All traditional, right. I guess, for myself, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to do the hiking poll and this is going to allow me to judge your answers solely based on how, you know, if, if you agree with me or not, and I'm going to give you a, a score when we're all finished, uh, between one and a hundred, okay. uh, with 100 being completely sane and one being completely crazy. Uh Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that'd be great. That's the part that I, yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked for this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, here we go. Crunch crunch. If I asked you to rate, Area 52, give him a score between one and a hundred on the, on the sanity scale. What, what would you give him? I'm sorry. 100 was insane. 100, again? 100 is completely sane. Sane as it gets. Well, the lower the number, oh, the more, okay. the more nutty. Okay. Um, <laughs> like 30. Oh, jeez. Okay. Wow. 30. Hey, I'm actually, I'm actually happy about that. Thank you. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> and let's okay. turn the table let's turn the tables area 52 how, how would you score uh crunch on the crazy scale mm -hmm. okay knowing what i know about her and her hiking experience and her just jump but then i got to take into like gear and everything else i would give you a crazy scale i would go 50 50 with you okay i'll go 50 i would go i'll go 50 Okay. I think it's. I think she's a little crazier than me in many ways because. Oh, I guess we can do that later. But yeah, I would say. 50. But it's probably. Yeah, I would say fifty. But maybe it's probably. I guess technically. <laughs> I guess gear wise, gear wise, it might actually be more like sixty seventy. But I want to go with fifty. I think. <laughs> wow, yeah. area fifty two is really parsing this question. Yeah. Yes, I am. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, that's yeah. That's a hard one to tie down. But anyways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to ask you seven questions. I'm going to okay. get answers from each of you. And uh, I am not going to take as long as Area 52 did right there to come up with a score for both of you. The fact that you both attempted to do the 2,650-mile uh, Pacific Crest um, Trail, uh, that's our automatically a deduction of 20 points. So you can't score any higher than 80. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here we go. First question. We'll start with area 52 and then we'll, we'll flip flop who goes first after that. So trekking poles or no trekking poles? Uh, one trekking pole, one trekking pole, one trekking pole. I, I was, I was dabbling with, well, I had two and then I was dabbling with one and then um, the descent of Pincho pass up in the high Sierras. Um, I, I, I tripped like everyone else does on that descent and, uh, uh, apparently. And, um, I, I, I snapped the left. It was, they were, they were aluminum. I thought they would bend, but it actually snapped. Um, and so that was my, I started just using one and I threw the other one away and I just love having one. It's I'm, I'm more, it's more versatile. So when I'm able to do things with my hands, like, you know, take little stealth hits of like, you know, cannabis or something, it's easier with just one pole or, you know, picking my nose while we're hiking. Cause you know how that gets. And like, you're always constantly picking your nose. So like one pole super, like just, just was just made more sense for me. Yeah. One pole. Okay. Crunch, how about you? <laughs> I do two poles. I, I'm very clumsy and didn't snap my poles, so I, I like having <laughs> them to catch me. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Question number two. We we'll start with crunch this time. Boots or trail runners? Trail runners for sure. I've never even tried boots. Trail runners all the way. I've heard horror stories from the other side. <laughs> trail <laughs> runners. Side. <laughs> yeah. And how about you, Area Fifty Two? Um, trail runners, one hundred percent. One hundred. Ultra zero drop. What are they again? I'm not a big yeah, brand guy. Lone Peaks. Lone Peaks. That's what you were. I have yeah. the Lone Peaks. I, I've been using those now for going on years um, it's the high top version i like that i like this um just because like, i don't like i just like the feel of the high top the winner look i guess the combo um they work great for me and uh probably won't use any other shoe until they stop making those i guess yeah okay crunch do you I, also I mean prefer i use the ultras yeah i'm actually in the olympus they're a little bit sturdier of a shoe i started in the lone peaks and by the time I got to Julian, I had such bad blisters that when I went into Two Fit Adventures or the Outfitter in there, I was like, please help me. And they were like, well, you could try like these different models. And I was like, I need something sturdy. So I went with the Olympus and actually never had any issues since then. So yeah. it's, been, it's been great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, 52, when it comes to your shelter, are you a prefer, prefer, do you prefer a tent, tarp, hammock, bivy, or cowboy camping? I preferred cowboy camping until after the descent of San Jacinto for many reasons that we could get into later. Um, I cowboy camped, how many miles is that basically? 150, uh, no, no, almost 200 miles. Almost 200 miles cowboy camping. And then after that, after that experience that I had so that we could go into later, I, 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 now I'm, I like to get in my shelter 100%. Tent. I'm a tenter. Um, I, but I am looking forward to doing something else. I'm looking maybe possibly a bivy, something really small, lighter obviously but yeah for right now this trip it was a, a tent it was a uh i started with uh with the nemo hornet 1p mm -hmm. and then that got shredded by 145 and then i went with uh big agnes Cop fly, creek. fly creek and then we, we went into yours eventually tent right now. but original i would love to cowboy camp but after that experience now um okay yeah. i can't so. wait to hear the story how about you crunch yeah. I'm a tenter for sure. I, I like to be in my cocoon. I like to pretend like I'm not outside when I'm in camp because at that point I just need to be cocooned. <laughs> Safe. <laughs> I want to be away from the outside, just, also outside. Yes, just a little bit. I love being outside. I love the lifestyle, but just a little safety, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Safe, uh, the only safety you're going to get from a tent is safety from the bugs. Other than that, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a big help though. It's a big help, <laughs> especially in the Sierra. It's a huge help. <laughs> yeah. As you would know, yeah. as you would know. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. while you're in that tent, let's go to question number, question number four. You prefer a sleeping bag or a quilt? I use a quilt. I love it. I have an enlightened equipment, zero degree. Um, it's amazing. I, will always carry that i think yeah 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 I, I i i'm probably that's the next thing i'm gonna get actually after this thing runs its course um because i i used a uh i i, I use a, i still use it actually it's a big agnes anvil 15 degree uh bag uh the zipper broke on san Jacinto, so i was using it as a quilt for the rest of the hike um it worked sometimes <laughs> sometimes um sometimes it was really cold but then yeah I, I'll go quilt, quilt 
I'm, I'm a bird, but I'm definitely getting a bag by now. It's I'm, I'm kind of over it. So too heavy. It just as a matter of fact, at PCT days, I, we went to the enlightened booth, and I'm a uh, I'm, I'm getting enlightened to everything at this point. Puffy quilt, anyway. So yeah, it's my little tangent about that. All right. <laughs> now, when it comes to when it comes to food on the trail, you prefer stove, cold soak, or stoveless? Um, I started. I was dabbling with cold soak and stove in the desert, um, or no cook. And by Kennedy Meadows, I gave my stove away to our friend Lost and Found that needed and gaining. Um, but now I'm a full-time cold soaker, no cooker. Yeah, yeah I, I, I like the convenience of it. It's very nice. Like, I don't like having to do extra things. Um, and, and on top of that, I like to suffer a little bit out there because it makes everything taste that much better in town. Um, some chocolate Swiss Miss and shake it up, make some hyper sludge, and keep going. So I, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, you like to suffer out there. Okay. Yeah, I do. <laughs> nice. Yeah. How about you, Crunch? Did you did you follow him down that rabbit hole, or, or did, you, did you stand your ground? No, I stood my ground. I carried a stove the whole way. <laughs> I will always carry a stove. Warm meals for me, especially. I would even sometimes let him have some of my like dehydrated meals. Because and I'm like, here, take a bite. Yeah, have some she, warm food. she would like feel pity upon me. <laughs> well, well, she's like eating her like really good like uh, spaghetti mountain house lasagna. Like, this is I smell it. So like, I'm like, oh, I eat my slop, and I'm like, this smells really good over here. And then she would be like, here, you want to have a bite? I'm like, and it was like the best bite. And then I get back to eating my slop, you know, or uh, or mass amounts of gummy bears and uh, gummies in the desert. So mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. I I I, I would. She, she was eating pretty good out there. <laughs> All right, Crunch. Uh, pick one of these options. Life is better above or below the tree line? That's so hard Ooh. because you get the best views above the tree line. Yeah. But you're so exposed and so nice to be cozy under the tree line. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess... I'll, I'll say above the tree line just because that's where you get the best views. But I do really love the trees. It's hard for oh. me. That's, that's really hard for me. My views on this one really changed. I am going to say tree line. Above tree line, especially during the mosquito bloom. Oh, I wow. am really happy to be above tree line because every time we dipped back down into that mosquito bloom, it was brutal. So, and then the views were stellar, especially the descent of Forster Pass mm-hmm. and those Kearsarge Pinnacles in that valley. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I love that. I get goosebumps just thinking about that. That was the tastiest piece of freaking trail I've ever been on my life. Nothing will come close to that. So um, yeah, above three line, 100%. Yeah. 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 Okay. And question number seven, last question in the hiking poll. Uh, what's more important, pack weight or luxury items? <laughs> Polar opposites on this one. You want to start? Pack weight, 100%. 100%. Like, my food carries were pretty awful because of that. I carried the small bear can, and I pretty much lived on Snicker bars, uh, Jamiches, and Katie bars in the high Sierras. Breakfast essentials. And breakfast essentials, just because I did not want to pack, like, any more weight than I had to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a creature of comfort. And I definitely, well, some of it I would claim is because I'm, I'm very petite. So I like to say if I don't have them, I'm probably going to die out there. 
from uh, hyper, like hypothermia or something, but I definitely carry a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let me do some quick math here. <laughs> carry the four. We're going to divide by root root of two and we're going to multiply by pi and we'll adjust uh, in this instance only we'll adjust for the atmospheric pressure at the top of uh, San Jacinto because I understand <laughs> there's an interesting story coming on, on that and uh, some very interesting results here. Um, Crunch, I'm going to start with you. Pretty darn sane. I mean, you, you, you high scores all the way along uh, 75 out of a possible 80 points. Oh, so, that's, well that's done. good. Thank that's, you. That's, yeah. that's, that's not bad. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Area 52. I wish I could say the same for you, but I mean, you already said that you, you, you welcome, you welcome the craziness. So yeah, um, some, some interesting answers on your part and I've got, I've got you with a 37. Oh, you're, you're, you're good. Thank you. Very good. Nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy about that. Very good. I was, I was like worried I was gonna get like a 40 or something. <laughs> <laughs> So All works. right. Hey, before we get too far down the trail, let's back up a little bit. We want to hear about your background, where each of you grew up, what kinds of activities you were involved as a, as a kid and how you got involved in through hiking. Okay. Well, I, um, I, I, I grew up in Reno, Nevada. Um, and I, I grew up basically playing a lot of baseball, riding BMX bikes, a lot of little league, a little bit of football until I got hit and like, you know, I was, I was basically trying out for football in, in high school and I got whacked by the biggest guy on the team and I remember looking up at him and I was like, you know what, I think I'm gonna go back to baseball. So I uh, <laughs> didn't play much football, but I, I watched a lot of it. And um, and then, I don't know, around in my 30s, I, I got into, I wanted to run my first marathon. So I, I, I made it a goal. I think it was 2012. I started training for the LA Marathon and I actually ran the LA Marathon in about four hours and about 30 minutes uh, with a friend from work. And that was when they had the, I think that was 2012, 2013, when they had the um, the uh, St. Paddy's Day medallion. So it was like the, clo it was a clover shaped one, which is really cool. And when we got back home from that, I was like, hey, hey, Tim, there's this thing called like the LA San Francisco challenge. We got to do it because we'll get like a third medal. So he was like, yeah, but it's only like months away. I was like, we could do it. So like, I basically talked him in. We flew to San Francisco, and I had a bet with the with the guy with the boss from work that I could run a sub four marathon, four hour marathon, uh, just you know months later after running my first. And I actually came in at three fifty eight, so I won that bet. And after, so we got our third medal, and then I started getting into um, trail running because I wanted to get into ultras. And so I was training for the Hemis fifty miler up in Los Alamos, New Mexico, and. Um, that's how I got into hiking. I, I, that's how I discovered hiking uh, was through ultra running. And so I actually, I ran a marathon, the Colfax marathon up in Denver two days prior to running the 50 mile ultra that was basically canceled at around 42 miles because of a freak snowstorm in May, which is pretty crazy, actually a whole story onto itself. Um, and, but in my mind, I, I still ran it because by the time I got to the ski lodge with only like, I don't know how many miles left, like 10 miles left or something, whatever it was. That was a long time ago, so I can't really remember. I was still ready to go, but people were hypothermic, so we had to call the race. So in my mind, I still finished regardless. So that's how I kind of got it, because I actually I actually enjoyed the hiking more than the running. And as in ultras, as you know, uh, as a runner, you do a lot of hiking, a lot of fast hiking in ultras if you're not like the elite. So um, that's how I got into hiking. And then so after that ultra, I got into hiking, and I, I, I enjoyed being on trail. I did a ton of day hikes. 
a lot of weird stuff with just like doing like these weird hikes where I would just go for on and on and on. Use my car as like a like an aid station, basically. Um, and that's how I got into it. I got into the hiking cult that way. And the way I ran into um, it was 2016 or 17, and or maybe yeah, somewhere in the 17, I think. I ran into this hiker with like earbuds on. She was like about as tall as her, about, I don't know, not even five feet tall. Sunglasses, trekking poles, like gators. And I'm like, with a big old pack, I'm like, what's going on here? But like, she was going northbound. I was going southbound. And sure, I'm like, hey, how's it going? You know, I'm Julie. And she's like, I'm Huckleberry. I'm like, Huckleberry. That's interesting. And I could tell she had like a accent. So I was, and she was from Europe. Well, I'm like, Huckleberry, how did you get the Huckleberry? Is that your real? And she's like, no, it's a trail name. Trail name. So, uh, and she started talking about trail names and she's hiking the PCT. I was like, well, where are you coming from? She's like, Mexico. And I'm like, I'm like, like mind blown, right? Like, like Mexico, like what the hell's wrong with you? You know? And, but I thought she was rad because this lady had like legs of steel, right? Like you can look at her legs and there's like, they're just there. It, it was crazy. And so I chat with her and I start going more south and I run to a section hiker. I forgot his name. And he was coming from a place by Shasta. What's that place by Shasta where people jump on at? I forgot the name of it. It's very well known, but he was doing a section hike of Oregon. And so then this idea got in my head and then I fell into the hole of just like, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Cause to me, that was like way bigger than any ultra I could think of, including like, I hate to say it, but like, you know, there's Western States and hard rock and it goes on and on. And I was like, this thing is like insane. Cause it's like one continuous trail and people are out there for months, not just a weekend. So like, to me, I was like, I had to do it. Yeah. That's it. I had to do it. And, um, so that's pretty much the evolution. I, I was always outside as a kid, always playing outside in the mountains, always playing sports, always doing something outside, or especially endurance type type things. I was always chasing my shadows as a kid. I was always, well, look, mom and dad, look at my shadow. Look how fast my shadow's going. Like, you know, how, look how fast I can travel with my foot, you know? Even as a kid, I was riding my BMX bikes around, like around Reno, Nevada, just to see if I could do it, you know? So, I mean, I was just doing some weird stuff like that. I love to hear those moments when the whole notion of this trail that goes from Mexico to Canada gets in somebody's mind and just kind of burrows in there. Oh yeah. It's eventually going to manifest itself. So for, as for, oh, yeah. yeah, it was crazy. So yeah, it is. Yeah. How about you crunch? Yeah. Very different. I'm from outside Chicago, flatlander, um, has never actually hiked on any mountains <laughs> ever. Uh, my childhood was my family trying to get me into sports and me resisting. Um, I did Irish dancing when I was very little, but I stopped around 11. And then after that, I was very non-athletic until about high school and I started getting into yoga. But um, yoga has been basically my only, uh, I guess, physical activity until COVID hit. And then I started to do a lot of day hikes and I found out that I really enjoyed it. Um, and I was watching some weird stuff on YouTube because, you know, it was a weird time in everyone's lives being locked down. And I stumbled on one of Dixie's videos and one of those people. And, uh, she was doing, um, the, the review on, um, it's like an actual through hiker versus the, the wild. And I had remember seeing wild a long time ago, but it never really stuck with me. Like I remember watching the movie and then looking up the trail and being like, that's cool, but definitely not doing that. That's too much. <laughs> so anyways, years later, I like see Dixie's video and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And so then it was just like uh, COVID entertainment until that worm you're talking about that burrows in your brain. And you're like, I have to go do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Now, before we get to break, just uh, tell us real quickly, what do you guys do to pay the bills? How do you, how do you fund your adventures out there? What do you do in the real world? <laughs> um, I am getting back into that and back into the quote, you know, the, the real world. Um, I, I'm a, I'm in production. I'm in, I'm in printing. Uh, I work for one of the largest printers in the Southwest. And uh, that's what I do. I, I work for a very large pr- printing outfit. Uh, a lot of people think that print is dead. It is very, it is not dead. Uh, we're flourishing here. So that's, yeah, that's what I do. It's uh, uh, making books, uh, make magazines, those types of things. Yeah. And I want to rephrase what I just, how I, how I just asked that I asked, what do you do in the real world when, you know, it seems to me that probably the real world is out there on the trail. I mean, that's, it doesn't get much realer than that. I should, I should rephrase that question too. What do you do in the artificial world? Yes. That's that's what we actually, that's funny. That's actually what we call it. Yeah. I prefer to call it the synthetic world. Yes. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 We have a lot of conversations about that on trail actually. Yeah. So Crunch, but, what do you do? What do you do in the synthetic world? Yeah, I'm a sign language interpreter by trade. I was working in a school district, um, and then COVID hit, and I couldn't stand being behind a computer screen anymore. Um, so I was like, next season, I'm going out. So that's that's how that happened. But I will be probably returning to that once we get settled. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break when we come back. We're going to hear about your your PCT experience, and we're going to hear about how the two of you met and how you guys ended up in a motel room in New Mexico right now. So stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. From the backcountry to the backyard, we believe everyone deserves the highest level of protection. Since 1984, Sawyer Products offers the best, most technologically advanced solutions for protection against sun, bugs, and water. Using time-released liposome technology, topical insect repellents, and new standards in water filtration. And with every Sawyer product you buy, you are helping to provide clean water through 140 charities in 80 countries with their long-lasting water filters. Every Sawyer product you buy is an investment in our common humanity. Choose Sawyer and keep the adventure going knowing that their products have been tested and chosen by those who count on serious protection on the trail all day long. Six Moon Designs has been innovating ultralight backpacking gear for the past 20 years. With a wide range of products ranging from ultralight shelters to backpacks and accessories like their extensive line of trekking umbrellas, Six Moon Designs is sure to have a great piece of gear for your needs. With the company philosophy being that gear should aid one's experience, not define it, Six Moon Designs thinks the more time people spend outside the natural world, the better off this world will be. And remember, go wild, live young. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money, all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like 
my creativity has raised to another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. And welcome back. We're talking to Area 52 and Crunch. And as I mentioned before we went to break, you, you right now the two of you are currently in a hotel room in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah we were in Santa Fe. We're uh, kind of like we're on the t- we're on the closing end of this uh, journey together, actually. So she'll be uh, going back uh, to Illinois just for a little bit before moving back out here. So we're kind of on the tail end of things. Okay. So you said you were from Reno. Area 52. Mm-hmm. Are you now in, are you in Southern California now or are you still in Reno? Um, I, I relocate. Uh, no, I'm no longer in Reno. I'm um, I, I grew up in Reno and then there was a lot of moving back and forth. And then I officially moved to New Mexico, like around 2003, four. And then it was a lot between New Mexico, Oregon, New Mexico, Washington, New Mexico, California. And then finally it's like, I'm just, I'm, I'm here. This is where, this is where I'm going to call home. Santa Fe. Yeah. Santa Fe. Okay. All right. Yeah. And uh, Crunch, you're going back to Illinois, but it sounds like you two are committed to uh, continue the relationship and uh, and be in the same town. Yeah, the trail provided. <laughs> you know, long, yeah. long-term partners for sure. Yeah, we're, we're getting back into like that synthetic work world thing and we'll live traditionally for a little bit and uh, that's going to be in Santa Fe. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you have to share with us the story of how the two of you met and uh, initial thoughts of each other and how this all kind of evolved. Okay. Do you want to start? Yeah, I think I'll start. Okay. Um, Yeah, we haven't really told the story to uh, anybody else besides like really close trail friends and family. So um, this is pretty cool. Um, All right. So I started my hike on March. My my start date was on the 18th, but I only hiked half a mile that day. It was late in the day, and I stayed at uh, that cleef. And if a uh, cleef is right by the border, and um, I stayed there with a, uh, a trail angel named Legend. Last time we saw him was at PCT days, but he's a well known trail angel. Mm-hmm. Um, he was there with Midnight and some other trail angels there, and had like a feast and a talk. And then the next day, I woke up at five and got hiking. Um, I started hiking, and uh, my first day on trail was a 20 mile day. Uh, it wasn't a I didn't expect to hike 20 miles that day, but there was no water in Hauser Creek. So I was forced to go on. Um, and eventually I ended up, I don't know how long it took me exactly how, when, when I ended up in, uh, where was it? Idaho wild, but I, I ended up in Idaho wild at mile 150. I think it's 150. Right. Yeah. And I, I rented a cabin there and I, I, by the way, I just want to say, I love the town of Idaho wild. One of my favorite trail towns of all time. Um, I rented a cabin and had a big old party with a bunch of hikers there and we were having a good time and everything. And the next day uh, we're, we're going to hitch out uh, with a well-known trail angel out there. You guys know him. It's grumpy. Uh, um, very interesting character. Uh, we, we, I met, I, I walk out of my cabin and um, I see this young lady with blue eyes and brown hair sitting on my, one of the chairs. And I'm going to think to myself, Oh, well, she's young and cute. And that, I didn't really think anything of it. And I went back, to doing what I was doing. And, um, I knew she was a friend of another trail friend of mine at the time. And we hitched out together and we get dropped off at PV Paradise Valley cafe PVC. And we start walking towards the trailhead and, 
And she's like, I remember I walked on the side of the road and she's like, I'll be your ride bride. So like, we're like, cool, we'll get a ride bride. But we ended up actually like, I think someone ended up picking us up actually. That yeah, lady. but we were like, but we, were like we were half a mile away, but she picked us up anyways, <laughs> dropped us off and we started hiking. And um, our friend, AKA, who hiked the AT, he's hiking around us. And uh, then he hiked ahead and he was kind of party training with some other hikers. And I was leapfrogging with her and it was late in the day. And when I started hiking late in the day, I like doing maybe five miles, maybe four, maybe one, but no more than seven. And so we're like leapfrogging each other and getting water. And I'm like, oh, she's, she's cool. She's also really cute. So it's like, we're hiking. And I could also tell that she didn't, I could tell, I could just tell that she didn't have a lot of hiking experience. And I know San Jacinto in the back of my mind was kind of giving me a little bit of like hesitation and like, you know, I hope I'm going to be safe on this. I hope this is not going to get gnarly because it is a March, right? We have a pretty early start date because I didn't get hiked until like nine, the 19th. Yeah, there was a recent snowstorm. Right. So there was I a recent snowstorm. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I was kind of like, well, I would like to hike this entire thing with somebody. And since we're leapfrogging each mm -hmm. other, I was like, well, let's I asked her. I was like, hey, how, how do you feel about hiking this thing? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and we yeah. hiked it together. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's really funny because we took six days to do San Jacinto when it, it, it should have only taken us like maybe two, maybe one. Three days. Um, three days. But like we did, we did it <laughs> six days and it was an amazing time. Yeah. We really bonded on that mountain. We, we worked together. There were a lot of, you know, like drainages with, uh, with, with snow and ice on there. So, and a lot of blowdowns. That was, so we really, helped each other through that thing and that's where we really bonded mm -hmm. um yeah. you want to take it from there well or no? you're, you're leaving some things out like what like you just wanted to skip over the whole pink blazing thing okay well oh, okay uh, you want to go <laughs> you want to go to that <laughs> go ahead go ahead well he waited oh. for me that first night when we hitched out okay and it's like oh do you want to camp with me Oh, okay. Yeah. And so I, and you're, at that's that true, point, yeah. I had all like my average, I was much slower than him. He was doing like 17, 20s. I was doing like on a good day, like nine, you know, but mostly like sevens. So when he's like, hey, do you want to stop at like six miles in? I'm like, sure, that sounds great to me. So we camped together that night. Okay. I, I, I'll back up. So that day when we were leapfrogging, I was like, oh, I really want to camp with her. So, uh, and so, we're hiking up and I see this guy and he's setting up camp at this site. I knew it was there obviously because he got a hook and, and I'm like, I didn't want, I didn't really want her camping with him. So I was like, Hey, my friend crunch is behind me. Can you let her know that I'm like, that's all I said. I'm like, sure. Found a really cool site, just big enough for me to cowboy camp. I knew it was just big enough for her tent. And it was like, there's like a granite like wall right behind us. And then like a, a platform, then the trail and then this beautiful view. Yeah. And we camped together that night, and the sky was like cotton candy pink, yeah. a beautiful sunset, and it was awesome. Mm -hmm. And then we continued hiking and camping together. Yeah. And I would, yeah. I would, I would hike in front of her at that time, and I would leave her like little messages in the in the dirt with my trekking poles, like "be happy" or like a smiley face or like a little heart or something. Mm -hmm. And like she was like, "Oh, I'm just, I'm he, so he's just being, yeah, he's just being nice." But I like her, <laughs> you know. So, like, so and. uh and we hiked in camps and it was amazing, yeah. wasn't it? Um, it was, that was, that mountain's really special to us both mm -hmm. big time, that yeah. entire area. Yeah. And I think we, we continued hiking together. We zeroed together in Banning, right? Yeah. And well, should I go into the story about the cowboy camping thing now or no? 
Yeah, I was going to follow up and ask, was it because of uh, yeah. you wanting to hang out with Crunch? Is that why you got away from cowboy camping? But <laughs> evidently, there's another story. That's a good oh. idea. I like that one. So we are making our descent down San Jacinto, and that's like 7,000 feet of like um, descent mm-hmm. over 18, 18 miles, miles, I think. Yeah. And it took us like, it took us a long took time. Us and, <laughs> and we, we're hiking down this thing and we're almost there. We have our headlamps on because now it's nighttime. It's getting, it's around eight or nine this night. Or it was around nine. When we got to 10. camp, it was like 10.30. 10:30. We, we got in late. We're, we're hiking together. We we show up to that water spigot. We had to make it there because um, for people who have hiked that portion, that's the only water. That's the only water. There. That's the only camp spot. Too, right. Unless right. you want to like park it on switchback. Like you have yeah, to get, you have to get there to get that yeah. water. So we get there, we get the water. Um, you know, people are, you know, we're trying to be as quiet as we can. Of course, I'm the idiot with no headlamp with a red light. Uh, so I'm like blinding everybody. And she's like, here, use my headlamp. So we put the red light on, we get our water. She's a, a, a smart, responsible human being. And she throws her tent up in the desert. And I'm like, you're crazy. Like, I'm tired. I'm, I have no tank. I throw my Z light down because I don't use a, an air mattress, an air pad. I don't, I don't like them because uh, uh, my Z light never fails, period. So, like, I, I throw it down. I put my bag down. I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, crap. I put my Z light on the amp pile. So I, I, I move it. Um, she's getting nice and toasty in her, in her tent. Um, I lay my head down on this, like, my, I don't use a pillow. So I'm just using like this rock and, and I, I start falling asleep after I'm watching the stars and something wakes, I remember I'm laying on my left side and I, something wakes me up crawling across my face and I swipe it off my face and I turn the headlamp on and it's just a scorpion just chilling. And so at this point I'm like, this freaking sucks because when I have the light on and I see like all these like, like nocturnal spiders cruising around the scorpion. I'm like, Oh gosh, you know, like what am I doing here? And, and I'm not, I'm still refused to put my tent up, you know? And so I'm like, just go to sleep. Just go. And, and by then my zipper is broken. Cause my, my zipper on my big Agnes uh, bag broke on San Jacinto. And so I have like no way of protecting myself from these bugs besides my shelter, which I'm not going to get out at all. Cause it's too late. And I wake up in, in the morning. I check my body. Luckily, there's no bites. And that was the last time you. That was the last camped. time I cowboy camped. <laughs> that was the last time I cowboy camped. It was when I had. It's because that scorpion cruising across my face. And so that morning, we wake up and we see a bunch of other hikers. There's that trail angel out there named Cheshire. Cheshire. And he kind of goes around everywhere with his dog, like the PCT, the CDT, I think, yeah, too. Yeah, he helps on the CDT. And he just trails. gives fruit to people. And so this really wily guy shows up. And and I'm like, cool, this guy's awesome. He's giving everyone fruit. And after he leaves, I'm like walking down the road to take a leak. And there's just this big old, and by, just let me add, up to this point, I have not seen one snake on trail. Mm-hmm. I, 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 the other side of San Jacinto, though, mm-mm. snake city. <laughs> so I'm, I, this is giant six foot long snake cruising, and so I'm like, hey guys, check this out. So everyone's taking a picture. Snake excitement's gone. We go back to where we were sleeping. I go to sit on a rock right by the camp where I was sleeping. I go to sit down and hear like just just a rattler going. I jump back. After that experience, yeah. it was nonstop snakes on the trail with us. Yeah. Because at that point, I'm hiking behind her so we can hike together and talk. And she's either almost dodging snakes or almost stepping on snakes. 
it happened a lot. It was crazy. Yeah. On the mountain. We, we get down there. That's a crazy little story about the scorpion. And we hike. Um, we, we carry on to Mesa. We, 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 we zero on banning. We zero on banning. He tells me that he has feelings for me. I Okay. I'm we're going there. That. <laughs> yes, I love it. Yet. That's right. true. Okay, so I tell her that I have feelings. Yes, okay. Yes, I, I, I did. Okay. I did. Um, and? No, he tells me that he has feelings <laughs> for me. We hike out, um, like, after our zero. I think it was the next day. The next day. Oh, not about the food carry, though. Oh, our food, our food carry was insanely dumb. Like, we probably had, like, it felt like at the time, 50 pounds of food on our back. We probably did. Because, like, San Jacinto just, like, wiped us clean with food. So, like, yeah. I was, we, we just went crazy at, I think it was Stater Brothers in, in Banning. Like we just, I think we, our bill was off the, yeah, off the it hook. Crazy. It was crazy. So we're, we're sitting there under that bridge. So hang on, hang on a second. I, I need to go back a little bit because I, I think I've got questions and okay. we, we've heard it. We've heard it from uh, Area 52's perspective so far. And I know I've got, if I've got questions, my listeners have questions. So Crunch, what are you thinking this whole time? You're hiking with this guy. Uh, and he tells you that he has feelings for you. What's what's going through your mind at this point? You know what? I I really was unsure, and it sounds stupid to say, but at the time, <laughs> he's a little bit older than me. Not that much, but a little bit. And okay, full, little, full disclosure, I'm 40, and she's 26. I'm 26. So at the time, and to be honest, he's a big teenager, you know, so it's really not that big of a, a leap. But, <laughs> but at the time... <laughs> You know, it's like all of like the paperwork <laughs> stuff, which is a little bit stupid. But then I was also like, is this going to ruin our friendship? Because like we had such a good friendship that we had like created on, on San Jacinto. I mean, he like slowed down to like hike with me. And I don't know. We just had a, a really good time being with each other. Like we, we would stay up way, not past hike from midnight, but like we would like find excuses to like, okay, like, I'll bring up my sleeping bag so like, we could still talk. You know, so I wasn't really sure. I was still processing my feelings. And so I was like, okay, well, just give me some time to think about it. And we hike out. We get to I-10, the whole oasis right there. Anyone who's hiking through there, I wouldn't get any food from there. Just because, like, the mice get in the boxes, whatever. But it's very nice that they set up (laughs) things there. So that's cool. Thank you, Trail Angels. We appreciate you. We appreciate the water. That's super cool. Um, but yeah, and then we kept on hiking. We got to the Mesa Wind Farm, and that's when he tricks me into a kiss. Okay. Um, yeah, we're so, about it. so, so we're at Mesa Wind Farm, <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, I, I'm gonna shoot my shot here because I, because I, I sense that she liked me too, you know. And so we're at Mesa Wind Farm because there's that uh, like little building there. I don't know what they do there. And they have like a water cache. Yeah, they do have a water cache. And we were pretty much out of water at that point. So we we're like, okay, well, let's get a, like, like a bottle of water each. Then we'll yeah. go camp like right there and then carry on yeah. the next day. And I was like, I'm going to shoot my shot. Though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can kiss her. So like, it was a really beautiful night. There were stars. And I was like, hey, you want to come out and look at the stars with me? You know? And and then and then uh, she kind of caught on to what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And so she sits in her vestibule of her tent and I'm like, mm-mm. So I, I I I walk over to her and I'm like, I ask her, I was like, is it people kiss you on the cheek? And she said yes. And I kind of went her lips. But like, and then after that, like we went to sleep. Yeah. And the next day we wake up and we hike to the, the story, the story's go, this is going somewhere. Yeah. So we we hike to Whitewater Preserve. Preserve. And we we hike we didn't hike right to where that river is or whatever that is. We hiked we to like to the like, building, yeah, the, 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 the tourist area. Little, 
Oasis or whatever they have there, yeah. And we're just chilling, and I'm just like going, going through my head, like, I don't think she likes me because we're just like the, the discussion wasn't real. And so I'm just like, these are brewing in my head, like, oh, geez, you know, like, I think I messed up, getting a little paranoid. you know. And so we're laying there taking a little siesta with another hiker, I forgot his name. And I'm like, you know, I tell her, I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna go smoke some weed. So I'm gonna hike out and smoke some weed. And there's a lot of day hikers there, so it wasn't really he my jam. He looks me dead in the eye, and he says, "I'm gonna smoke a bowl. See you on trail. See you on trail." He told me, "See right. you on trail," which we've been hiking together for now for over a week. Right. And I actually did a. I did 17. I booked, and because I was kind of freaking a little bit because I slowed way down, and I was getting feelings for this girl who I thought liked me, but then I wasn't too sure after that, you know. And so I was kind of like, I just, I just hiked yeah. I, I, and I care and I hiked and I hike, I can hike pretty fast when I want to. And I did 17 and around like, I haven't passed that family. I was telling you about the daily family, actually a really large family. I was on Instagram and talked to them for a little bit and I carried on and, and I was going over my head. Like, should I stop? Should I not stop? You know, I really like her, but you know, what am I doing? Like, you know, I had a plan on the trail and like, you know, so all these things were going through my head and, and I was like, what, what are you doing? don't be stupid. What are you doing? You like her. So just stop. So I stopped and I was like, no matter what, I am staying here until she crosses my path. Yeah. I don't care if it takes a day or two days, I'm staying. And so meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm at whitewater. I walk three miles and I'm like, okay, there's no shade. He's probably further up trail. He's not really one for a crowd. So I get to the actual river. I'm like, okay, well, I need water. And then I start like kind of freaking out a little bit. And I'm like, hey, isn't anyone seen Area 52? And they're like, no idea. And I'm like, okay, so he kept on going. So then I like get my water and then I start going up the hill. And then I'm like, I see his tag. He tagged himself in the, in the, oh, yeah, like, I was doing like, that, yeah. A, like a hiker message in the dirt. And I was like, okay, like he's here. That's cool. And I got a message from him from his garment on my on my phone, but like we didn't properly sync our garments. Yeah. So yeah. like he could send garment to phone and I could send my garment to his cell phone. But if he didn't have any service, it wasn't going his actual whatever. So we couldn't we couldn't communicate. So I was getting like half messages and I was getting half messages. And so I'm like basically chasing after him. Can't find him. I can't alone that night. Um and then the next yeah, that night sucked. By the way, yeah. I kept it long too, and it just it was awful. Yeah, and then so. the next day, because I'm a little bit slower, people, the early birds who are really quick are leaving camp, and I'm like, if you see Area 52, so, tell him to stop. So I wake up the next morning. <laughs> I wrap up camp. I wake up early, so I'm out there, like you know, I, I'm I'm like, whatever you do, don't leave. So I'm sitting there on a log, and I'm just watching hikers go by. You know, I'm smoking a bowl or whatever, and and um, and then these like people are coming up. They're like, hey, uh, are you Area 52? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, whatever Crunch said, don't leave. Whatever you do, don't leave. She wants to see, you know, don't, if she wants to see you. I was like, oh, cool. So I calmed my nerves because I'm waiting for her. I didn't know if she was going to like say screw off or, or, you know, I didn't know what she was going to do, you know, because I, I hiked away from her. And so I'm like super nervous. And every time someone was coming, there was like a little hill that I'm looking at, you know, and so like, people coming up and they see the top of their heads. I'm like, is that her? Is that her? No, that's not her. And then it was like some other guy or just some other girl, like, here you are, 52. I'm like, yeah, like, whatever you do, Crunch said, don't go, just stay right there. I'm like, okay, now I know she wants to see me. So, like, I'm just hanging out. I'm like, okay, cool. So, I'm like hanging out for like another, I don't know, having like an hour or something. And I finally see her coming over the hill. And I see her pink sun shirt. And I see her, like, everything about her says Crunch. I'm like, oh, that's her. 
And so I'm like really nervous. I'm like, yeah. whoa. Well, I'm, and I'm doing the same scan. I'm like, okay, that's his pack. Those are his poles. I think that's his, like, that's his outfit. Yeah, that's for sure him. Like I'm doing the whole analysis. And then she walks yeah. like up to me and like, what did you say? You said, I, well, I said, I didn't think that I was going to see you again. And like, she, she says that yeah. like right to my face and just plants a kiss on my yeah. face. And like, we were just like, I think yeah. we were both crying at that point because yeah. we really liked yeah. each other. And then I knew, I knew yeah. she liked and that the feelings were mutual. So, so that was, that was, that was yeah. pretty rad. That was a that long was, story, but that's how it happened. That's how it happened. That's exactly <laughs> how it happened. And then, and then we hiked, like, I, I think I hiked a total yeah, of two, like, I, like, I hiked a total of two miles that day, yeah. that, that day when I waited for because we found a really yeah. good stealth spot where there was no wind in some bushes by a stream. And, like, we're just, like, overjoyed, overjoyed to see yeah. each other. So we just sat yeah. there, like, all day talking. Yeah. And then yeah. we're like, hey, we better, it's almost nighttime. We better go find a good tent site, which we were <laughs> sitting on. There's like this other two hikes. One who we met actually at trail days eventually, but um, they're all, hey, are, are you going to use that spot? Or I like, know we're about to head out of here. She gets the good stealth site with no wind. We hike out and to like, oh. We didn't even know it was windy. We, we didn't even know it was windy. We go out there, it was just windy like crazy. That night, we did not sleep at all. <laughs> my tent got shredded. We slept in my tent yeah. that night, it got shredded. Yeah. And so, but that's how it happened. Ever since we're pretty much, in, we have not, we haven't actually. We've together every single day after that so that's how that's pretty much how we met yeah yeah nice to hear about how how you work out relationship issues on the trail especially when you don't have the ability there. to communicate over uh certain distances so uh, there that was a kind of a good behind the scenes look at right there and there was and there's a that's yeah there's a there's a lot more yes i agree 100 with that yeah. it was pretty awesome yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I said at the beginning of the episode that you guys attempted the PCT. Uh, right. Anybody who has been following along on your Instagram story um, in your journey knows that uh, you, you did not go all no. 2,650 miles. What uh, You want to take us through how that all worked out? Sure. You want to you you take it from, you want to go there? Sure. Uh, yeah. Take... Yeah. We got off at Sonora Pass. Our intentions are to finish the second half. Um but I think it really, I mean, it was our decision, but to be honest, I was kind of the catalyst for it. Um, I think things started to change for me, probably around Whitney. We did Whitney and it was an amazing experience, but it also was extremely hard. And I had a very hard time on that mountain. It was very emotional for me, um, pushing a lot of like comfort zones and boundaries and I don't know, fear of heights and just a lot of things. And after that, uh, you know, you come into town off of Pierce Arch Pass and we get back on and I'm feeling pretty good. Um, and then I started to feel really boxed in, in the Sierra to the point where it was kind of eating at my morale. And I was just like, okay, like, let's just get to town. Once we get to town, you can reset. And then when you get back on trail, you'll be fine. And I probably hiked like that for over a month. And until it was like, I'm no longer having fun. Like, I can't just keep on saying the next time, the next time, the next time it'll get better. Um, so finally we were in Yosemite and I looked at him one morning and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Um, so it was the Tuolumne to Sonora Pass section. Yeah. We had, well, actually we took a week off in Levining because both of us we got, got COVID. Sick. We got COVID. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get back on uh, at Tuolumne. And um, that first day, I was actually still really not feeling well. We only did about five miles. And then mm -hmm. he asked me, he was like, oh, do you want to go back to Tuolumne? And I was like, 
no, like, let's just keep going. And then about nine miles in that day, I kind of had a freak out and um, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do just because I was still not feeling great. So I was like, the, the further we walk away from town, the less resources we have until we get to Sonora. So I was kind of having a little bit of an iffy moment. And he was like, well, what do you want to do? Are we going to turn around or are we going to keep going? And I was like, well, let, let's just finish the section. And hopefully by the end of the section, I'll have some clarity on what I want to do. And then the next morning I woke up and I was like, I actually think that I want to get off. So yeah. Crunch, you said that you, you were feeling boxed in in the Sierras. Can you, can you explain what you mean by that? Yeah. Um, knowing that there is an opportunity for an out, um, but that out is doing another pass. And you can either go forward and do all six passes, or you can do a side trail and take another pass to get off into like Bishop or Lone Pine or something. Um, but at that point, we were probably already on trail for about five days. We mm -hmm. took a trail zero at Ray Lakes, which we really oh, enjoyed. So good. Um, and then we kept on hiking and I don't know how many passes that was, but I think by probably mirror, no, it was before that Mather, I was, Mather was a hard day. Yeah, Mather was. I think, yeah. I, was, I think it was probably around Mather that I was just starting to realize that we still had several passes to go. And also in a side trail exit would include another pass. And I was like, I think at that point that might've been our longest stretch away from a town too. So I was mm -hmm. just starting to feel very... Mm -hmm best way to put it boxed in because you're literally you have to climb a mountain to get out <laughs> so the way like i i kind of saw her going through this on whitney uh, um on the ascent of whitney um especially after that really sketchy part you know that when you're going up whitney and then there's a like a little sketch part right that's yes jagged it looks way different than any other part yeah. of the trail yeah. um she was having a moment there and i was kind of having a little bit of a moment with frustration because I knew that at that pace we were going, uh, we slacked so we put everything out of our packs, put some snacks and we were good to go. I was like, at this pace, we are not getting back for a long time. Um, we So she's going through that. And I'm thinking to myself, I have got to calm her down so that it doesn't just like freeze up on this. Thing, you know, and I know she got hit. We were like a mile away from the top. I think it's about a mile, right, yeah, from that area. Yeah. And um, uh, and she was like, "No, just go up, and I'll I'll wait for you." I was like, "No, I'm not going up that thing without you. Like, you were here, you could do this. You're you're not exhibiting any signs of like altitude sickness. You're not. You don't seem drunk. You don't. You know, everything seemed fine. She was just freaking out a little bit because of the, you know when you're on that thing and you look down, it's just like with no snow. By the way, it's a sheer drop. Yeah. You can look down to you see guitar lake so all that stuff is beautiful but it is pretty if you start thinking about it too much it can be a little unnerving because yeah. we're not supposed to be there as human beings we're not supposed to be on that thing yeah. you know like we're at a place where human beings really don't need to be existing and they're not going to exist so like you start i'm like she's going to freak out don't let her i don't want this to turn it to where she just freezes so i chill her out we get up that thing and we get down there and yeah. it was awesome and she did it, and I was, I was really proud of her. Um, and then when we, what she's talking about, we did a, it took us eleven day. We did an eleven day stretch, stretch from Kearsarge to VBR to VBR. And during that time, when she was she was talking about, I was like, look, it was kind of like the similar thing. I was like, we're in here in this thing, 
And I was like, I have to I, I calm her down by offering an, uh, an alternative. I said, look, we have Bishop Trail. Is it Bishop Trail? Yeah, it was Bishop, B- Trail, Bishop Trail, Trail Pass. It's like one of the, it's like 19 miles up. I was like, we have that there. Let's just make it there. And if you want to get off right there, we can do that. So I knew if I offered her like a way out, like it would calm her down a little bit, not make her feel so boxed in. By the time we got there, she was good to go. You know, she worked through it. But that was that was a pretty hard time for everybody on trail because even I was going through some stuff. Like morale was kind of low for both of us. And, you know, and so, but we did it. We made it. We made the best of it. And we, we, we didn't tear each other's heads off because we have hiking to, yeah. to, to fall back on if yeah. we have to go through some things. And so, but we did it and she yeah. did it. And um, we did, by the time we got to, I knew by time, lead mining, when we got sick with COVID, when we're off trail for that long, because prior to that, we took like four days off in, in Mammoth. Yeah. With, with like her family and like we were having a good time. And so by then it was like almost two weeks. And I, and in the back of my head, I, I kind of already, I had the feeling as, as her hiking partner that it might be, like it come. And it was in season because up to that point, we enjoyed each other so much. Hiking. We love hiking, but we also love taking together. We took a ton of zeros, and not just zeros. Yeah. We took triples, yeah. quadruples, and we don't care. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, it was awesome, and we probably took—I would guess probably at least, at least no, 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 no. At least it was at least two months of yeah. zeros. Probably. We probably we hiked probably a total of three months and took like a total of two months of zeros, um, and it was totally worth yeah. it. It was awesome. So. A lot of the people that we were around, like, kind of scooched up a lot more, mm-hmm. and it was towards the end of the pack, and we were around it our friends. Pretty desolate. Our, our friend Still Rob is still there, which yeah. is pretty right. As a matter of fact, that guy's a lunatic. Still Rob, if you're listening, you're a freaking wacko because he is still on trail. Yeah, he is still on freaking trail. Since he couldn't go to the yeah. terminus. He had to turn around like everybody else, and he's in Oregon right now, still hiking. Yeah. That guy's a lunatic. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a total scumbag, degenerate. I love him. Um, and, and and so, like, by the time we got to Lee Vining, I kind of knew that. We jumped back on trail. And when we got to Tuolumne, we hiked out to Tuolumne to that little bridge. What's the name of that bridge? I don't know, but it's only Very like beautiful little bridge, out. like five miles out from Tuolumne, oh, Northbound. Beautiful gorgeous. little, just gorgeous. Yeah. And I was like, look, we're five miles away. Do you want to continue this? or do you want... I was trying to offer another out, just in case. I wanted to check in on her. I know we're good to go. So we kept going. And I got to tell you, that last 70-mile, 70 75-mile stretch of trail from Tuolumne to Sonora Pass, Narnar, Pirnar, <laughs> nothing, even Whitney, everything compared to that last 75 miles of trail was nothing no. compared to this gnarly piece of trail called Yosemite Wilderness. That thing sucked. <laughs> Talk about embracing the suck. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I had to get high in the morning to deal with the pain because it was a pain cave all freaking day long yeah. that that trail was so early so at the point when she gave me her decision i i'm already like okay i'm already making plans to do something after trail and i'm hurting so much you know like getting off the snore pass is totally cool and so and and and, and as far as like the trail goes um i got everything yeah. that i wanted emotionally yeah. mentally um it feels like i completed we, we the trail I, we did our hike yeah, that 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 to us was our through hike mm-hmm. and it 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 uh it was the best experience of my life yeah. 100 freaking percent number one numero uno 
And um, it felt like a through hike, and it still will. It was a freaking <laughs> through mean, hike. I mean, we were out there for almost five months. <laughs> My definition of a through hike has completely changed at this point, and I think we can go into this a little bit further into detail later because we've had a lot of discussions about this with other hikers. So it was yeah. uh, it was a good choice, yeah. and it was the right choice, and I'm, I'm very content with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was a good time. And do you do you feel an obligation or a desire to finish the PCT? Desire, yes. Desire, yes. Yeah, and yeah. I guess a little bit of obligation. I, I personally, even though I was the one who started this, I feel like I have unfinished business. I yeah. know he does. Yeah, there, but, there is. But I also feel like, like we definitely did our hike. I'm not regretting it at mm-hmm. all. And it's yeah. like a fun new adventure um, that we can hit at prime time, hopefully not right. the entire season. Yeah, we can know? hit it up whenever we want, which is really cool. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think I think next time we're definitely going to finish uh, the the remaining part of that segment mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Um, and then we want to actually hike the first 150 miles that we didn't hike together uh, at some point. Yeah. Uh, that's for a later time. Um, and then at some point, I would like to attempt uh, that trail at my pace um, solo. And when I do that, I'm I'm going to I I it's kind of feels weird saying this on the podcast, but I'm just going to say it. I'm going to I'm definitely going to, I'm going to rock it solo next time. Totally different gear. My, my pace. I'm definitely going to attempt a yo-yo on that thing at my pace for sure. Wow. You just, you just spoke it into existence. There's pressure now. Yeah. Yeah. There's pressure to do it now. So like I really told too many people that because there's a lot of expectation when you say something like that, but I know if I start early enough, I know I could do it. I know I might, I know I could, after hiking that set, after hiking what I hiked and knowing what my body can do, like I, I, I know I could do it. Yeah. I, I, there's no doubt in my mind, and I will do it. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. So there's there's yeah. unfinished yeah. business for yeah. sure. Yeah. We, we have more plans on the PCT yeah. for sure. Yeah. Okay. Hey guys, you know where we are right now? Oh, is it the uh, pro tip uh, inside? Oh my god, I forgot the name of it. Yes, I know what time it is. <laughs> it's the pro tip time. Pro tip inside of the week. Yeah. That's right. It's the pro tip inside of the week, and we get <laughs> two for one this week. So. Who that wants is. to go first with their trail wisdom? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, hikers, we love to talk about our pooping habits. I got a tip for you guys. Doggy bags. Oh, yes. You pick up your paper and you put it in a Ziploc bag. You never get your hands wet. Super lightweight. Doesn't smell. Doggy bags. Doggy bags are the way. Awesome. That was a game changer. Yeah. I got that from her. Yeah. Yeah. Super light. You can find them anywhere and like... You pick up your crap paper, your 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 pickets, and it's like so easy. Yeah, it's way. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, best best way. P cloths and doggy bags. That's <laughs> keeping it classy here. Yes. All right. How about how about you, fifty two? Uh, my 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 pro tip would be, um, especially I think this pro tip is for anybody who has not, um attempted a long trail before um i would say i would say be flexible and keep an open mind keep an open mind on what a through hike is to you yeah because the through hike could come in many different uh in many forms it could, in many different miles it, it could be it could be 100 miles it could be 200 miles it could be a thousand five thousand keep a very open mind on what your through hike will be because you could probably, it, it, it will change out there and you have to be flexible. And uh, because yeah. if you're not, you're going to be 
very i think you could you set yourself up for disappointment if, you, if you're not flexible in that way so my, my part is just open mind on what a through hike is to you joey i think you're exactly right you've got it you've got to be flexible out there especially when you're when you're talking about a long trip it's not going to go as planned you're gonna to have to roll with the punches and adjust on the fly absolutely 100 percent Okay, so there you have it. That's it. This episode is just about in the books. Hope our listeners enjoyed our time with Area 52 and Crunch. <laughs> want to thank them for joining us this week. Guys, how can our listeners keep up with you on social media and where can they find updates on your latest adventures? Should we send yours? You're the most updated. Um, yeah, but give me yours too. Okay, well, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I don't really have a lot on there, but you can follow me. It's alyssa.rose95. Just a picture of me, I think, on the aqueduct. So, oh, oh, that was so good. Yeah, the aqueduct was so radical. And um, and mine is just really easy Instagram trail junction. It's a, it's a little private account, but uh, if you're a hiker, um, yeah, you know, maybe we could like follow each other some. So, yeah. Okay. Remember to check out the pod on social media as well. We're on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And if you've got comments or clips you want to share, you can send it to me at johnfreakamere at gmail.com. The Adventure Media Recommendation. Crunch and Area 52, I'm also looking to you to share a recommendation for a book, a movie, documentary, some kind of uh, adventure media to keep our listeners connected to the trail. Call this our Adventure Media Recommendation. What do you have for us? Um. Well, a book I read before I got on trail, which I think is kind of becoming a cult classic, is Kara Quinn's um, Through Hiking Will Break Your Heart. That was kind of the book that really nailed it in for me, that I was for sure going to be doing it. Yeah, I, I still have to read that. I heard it's very good. <laughs> it, it's yeah. good. It's good. It's one of, the, one of the first ones I read, too. Well done. Oh, nice. Yes. Nice. I would say, I you know, I don't... Uh, I really, oh, you know, I really enjoy Ivy Tad stuff. So if I could recommend yeah. like a YouTuber, like I would definitely recommend him. He's the real freaking deal. Yeah. Um, good morning, you freaking sunshines. Uh, like he, he did that a few times ago. Um, and um, I actually enjoyed the, um, the some of the media I really enjoyed. Well, your podcast, obviously. Uh, let's not forget that. And Thank you. Journey's North was a really good book. I enjoyed Journey's North. That was a great book. Mm-hmm. I really got lost in that story. I could see, I could picture it. It's, it was just, I love the way uh, uh, Barney Scout like wrote that book. Yeah. Uh, or Scout, I guess. Yeah. Is name, so. yeah. yeah. Barney Scout, man. He did a fantastic job. Uh, really, really well done. Yeah. And have you been following IB Tat's Instagram feed lately? Uh, uh, yeah, off and on. Yeah. He's, he's in Scotland. He's, he's in That's Scotland right. right now. Yeah. Some amazing pictures from Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's a, uh, he's a, uh, he was, he was kind of a, a way for us to like bond at the beginning because I, I like IB Tat too. So we would both make it, like IB Tat jokes yeah, at the yeah, beginning. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nice. What have we not asked you? Okay. In our final segment, before we wrap things up, what have I not asked you that you're dying to tell us about? I know we, we, we covered a lot of ground, but I think there's there's still a lot to be left to be told that we may have to save it for another episode. But uh, yeah. you want to touch on anything else we, we missed? I'll touch on it very briefly. Um, one of my favorite pieces of equipment, everybody, um, pee bottles, Gatorade pee bottles, game changer out there. Okay, guys, if you have uh, um, uh, male body parts, Gatorade bottles, game changer. So you don't have to leave your tent ever. So, um, yeah, that's I will never leave home without it. 
Just don't get the bottles mixed up the next day. <laughs> oh, yes. We've got a story for that, too. <laughs> got a story for that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, that's a wrap from the John Freakamere Studio. Any shout-outs to friends and family? Oh, totally. You want to make some shout-outs to your, your oh. – you got to mention your dad. Oh, yeah. You know what? I do. It's It's got to be my dad, Dan. He literally met me at mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. town stop until mm-hmm. Hiker Town. Awesome. He lives in California, so he was just coming out and like checking on me and bringing me snacks and awesome helping us resupply and yep. even gave us a hitch in banning where it's like impossible. It was, yeah, 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 yeah my stepdad for sure. Yeah, I want to give a shout out yeah. to him too. Totally, yeah. totally awesome, dude. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, my just my kids and uh, my my folks, I love them to death. And uh, my friends out there, if you're listening to this, all, everyone I met on trail, I love y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. you know who you are. Nicely done. Thank you for tuning in. Always remember the trail is the trail. It doesn't care if you want to go downhill. It doesn't care if it's almost dark and you're looking for a campsite. It doesn't even care if you're worrying about another scorpion climbing across your face in the middle of the night. The trail <laughs> is the trail. Embrace True. the suck. Embrace the suck. Yes.